0: Trash Can presents different expectations from dads from different cultures. The Asian dad.
1: Oh, so you go to Harvard? No, you go to Yale? Oh, that's not good enough. That's not good enough.
2: The Mexican dad. Hey,
0: say, How many beers can you drink? You better be drinking Modelo, food Or yes, you can't marry my daughter, Holmes. The
1: Midwestern dad. Yes, I would like to hear your 401k prospects. And uh, your dad's a state senator. <laughs> I don't know about that with my daughter. What about Roth IRA? What are we talking there? The California Dad. Yo, what's up, my bro? I totally heard you want
0: to date my daughter, which is super gnarly, my guy. Only one question for you, my dude. Can you totally hang ten and hit the waves? Because if you can't hang ten,
1: you can't hang with my daughter. The Southern Dad. Boy, you know how to change a tire? Let me ask you a question. You know how to load that gun? Oh, I tell you this much, you come down here to the creek and you don't know how to fish, you ain't gonna date my daughter. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast.
0: Well, buddy, we're on Lucky 13 a Season 2, man. Lucky 13. I hope you guys had a wonderful Valentine's Day last week. And, man, we're hitting February. Dude, I'm just thinking about this. It's been almost one year since you've moved uh, to where you're living now. We used to record together in your uh, spare bedroom in your house uh now you moved and it's been a year of us recording i think remote
1: yeah which i'll be 100% honest and this is full transparency we didn't know how that was gonna go to be honest i mean we were just like yeah we'll get on a video call because we're very predicated on each other's cues i'll just say that we're that's that's what makes us go we if we could see each other we know how to play off each other and so we didn't know really how it was gonna go being remote but i think it's worked out fantastic
0: yeah man it's honestly a little bit easier with uh knowing who is speaking when and watching the uh watching the meter but that's enough of behind the curtain we want to welcome all of those that are listening to us all of our a1 since day 1s kansas virginia texas georgia and guess what we got a brand new state listening to us from aloha hawaii hey guys how you doing i would have never thought that hawaii would have been a state that we would have gotten Uh, Quickly. I thought we would have got like North Dakota before Hawaii.
1: Hey, but I ain't hating it. Somebody's out there in paradise listening to us. Think about it. Our voices are transpiring in paradise.
0: Yes, they are. So thank you guys for listening. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. How this podcast goes is each segment is a different donut. And our first segment is an oldie but a goodie, hence the name the old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. And if you've been listening since A1, since day one, you will know that Micah and I, we grew up in church together. And uh, whenever we first went started going to church uh, in elementary school, they would have a Wednesday night program. And what was it called, Micah? The Pioneer Clubs. Because we're pioneers for Jesus. And there was different age groups. Uh, there was the Trailblazers and Pathfinders and I that's the only ones that I remember because I think we were trailblazers which were the older kids but basically it was like a small group type program and they split up the different ages and grades and genders I don't think they I, they didn't spend a split up the genders
1: did they I think they did I think they had girl groups and guy groups but I'm I can't really remember I think we were a part of the pathfinders at one point because I think and this is really showing here, but I think the scripture they used was uh, to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, and then it was like pathfinders. And I think that was what we had to say like at the beginning of the the class.
0: That's funny. Actually, our kids in church right now, that's the scripture that they're learning of. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's great. Uh, it all ties back together. But do, do you remember? I don't remember how we got them, but we earned like – pioneer bucks or something and i remember there was like some store that we could purchase the pioneer bucks at like
1: wasn't it like once a month it would be and essentially it was just like any sort of school you know this wasn't a school like they had a christian school there but it was just one of the kind of just like a bunch of random gifts in a closet that they've like collected over time and they're just like you can collect these bucks and come get these gifts I remember I got a couple of books and I remember
0: I got a, like, a big oversized t-shirt and on the t-shirt it said, God can't do what and add all these people laughing. And uh, I remember I wore that to the senior living home one time and all the old people got upset because they thought the shirt was making fun of Jesus. And uh, they told me to go change my shirt. So I was like, it's not making fun of Jesus. They're laughing at the question. And see, look, I, I got it from a church. <laughs> exactly. but uh. Mostly what I remember about Pioneer Clubs, there's a couple of things. We had two leaders, and I'm going to use their full names. One was Mr. Russell, and one was Mr. Lynn. And I know Mr. Lynn is not with us anymore, but Mr. Lynn was that typical good old Southern Georgia boy. He was a big man. He had a mustache, and he was more the disciplinarian of the group, wasn't he, Michael? Yeah,
1: he was the one that kept us in line. And he also, I guess he was the assistant role, if you will, because, you know, he got us the drinks and the snacks. And if anything, he was our our group mom, I guess, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, he was the group mom, actually. And I remember (laughs) we had a lot of lemonade,
0: because lemonade is pretty easy to make for kids. And what did you say about... (laughs) The
1: lemonade, whatever, Mr. <laughs> Russell, not Mr. Russell, Mr. Lin served it to us. What did you say about it? I just remember it wasn't very cold, right? So, you know, lemonade is normally pretty cold. And I just remember saying, did Mr. Lynn just pee in a cup and give it to us?
0: Well, it didn't even taste like lemonade. It kind of tastes like watered down. It, it tasted like probably how pee would taste like. I've never tasted pee. So I'm imagining. Yeah,
1: not that we would know, but it did not taste lemonade like. And if I remember correctly, it was a little darker than the lemonade color too. It wasn't exactly, you know, light like lemonade is.
0: Yeah, and I remember um, we made a lot of friends in that group, and I remember uh, Mr. Russell was kind of our teacher, and we used to have to bring our Bible. I think that was one of the ways that we got pioneer bucks. And I remember every time that we didn't, he was like, "I'm going to start making." pink stickers that say, I forgot my sword because, you know, the Bible says that your Bible is like a two-edged sword and he's like, you're gonna have to wear it all day. And We were all like, ooh, that's bad. I better not forget
1: my Bible. I remember that scared the bejesus out of me. I was like, I'm not wearing no stupid badge because especially like, people don't understand... That's all that the kids' world knows, and you know that all of your friends are going to be like, ha you have to wear the thing. Like, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it could be. You're going to get made fun of for, every, for wearing the badge.
0: That's true. Well, I remember this one particular time I got in pretty big trouble because we all went down to the warehouse uh, where our church was, and that was kind of like the gym area, and we had like, uh, you know, kickball, and people were just playing. It was just kind of a play day. It was a different night. And I remember being down there, and I think it was a night where they mixed the boys and the girls, and I remember there was this one girl that was there, and I don't remember why, but we called her Dr. Phil's wife. Why did we call
1: her that? Um, Elementary kids are weird. I I don't remember. You gotta think, this was also, like, fourth grade, so... We called people weird stuff. Like, we, we had nicknames for all sorts of people. I think that's how you refine your nickname skills, is you just start with stupid stuff at the beginning of life, and then before you know it, you hone it in to get good nicknames. But, yeah, we called her Dr. Phil's wife for some reason. Well,
0: Dr. Phil's wife, I don't know why we called her that, but uh, I just remember she was kind of getting on my nerves. She was, she was like, following me and Micah, and I think she liked either one of probably either one of us or both of us. And I remember she kept following us and she was just really annoying. She was just really annoying. And I I don't remember, Micah might remember, but somehow, some way, I just got in a brand new pocket knife and I didn't pull the knife on her like I was going to stab her, but I just pulled my pocket knife out because I think I was going to show Micah. And then I got in trouble because I had a pocket knife at a church event. Now, kids, I know now you get in trouble for bringing a pocket knife to school, but back then it wasn't that big of a deal. And I remember just being like, hey, Micah, I think I got this brand new pocket knife. You want to see? He was like, yeah, let me see it. So then I pulled it out and then she went and told Mr. Lin on me.
1: All I remember is like you actually pulled out the blade and like you were I think you were like showing it to me or something and she said something and you like turned around and the blade was out and she's like oh you pulled a knife on me if i remember it correctly i don't i don't remember it full on but i remember it was something like that but i was just like oh boy
0: (laughs) yeah it wasn't malicious but i got in big big trouble and like so i was in scouts at the time i know lame and whenever you got like a pocket knife they gave you this thing called a whittling card, which basically is just like a printed out piece of paper that says, I'm going to be responsible with a knife. And they made this whole big deal and they were like, if you're not responsible with a knife, like you're pulling it out or like you're being irresponsible with it, you get like a corner of your card taken off. And if you get all four corners of your card taken off, then you can't carry a pocket knife anymore. And I remember like being really upset and thinking my dad was going to, like, take a corner off my card. And I remember my dad, like, talking to me about it. He was like, do I need to take a corner off your card? And I was like, no, no, don't take the corner off my card. Please don't do it. And my life was, like, ruined at that point. I don't know why that was such a big deal.
1: Man, third graders, third, fourth graders, that's the smallest stuff are, like, the the biggest deals. I guess it's because you just really haven't gone through, like, a ton of you know stress and stuff which is good but at the same time it's just like little stuff like that that just that stuff means the world to you to have a pocket knife and to be able to carry it around with you but yeah i just remember um being worried for you like oh man like i thought you were i didn't know what was going to happen i thought like you're going to get kicked out or like something something was going to happen cuz and this was also during the time so j- kids just like chris says do not bring knives to school but this was or you know church or whatever but this was during a time this is also during the south where like a lot of people had pocket knives i would be willing to bet 75 percent of the men in that church carried pocket knives all the time um teenagers as well so but it was just getting to that point where that stuff was becoming um very noticeably scared i guess or I, i don't know how to exactly describe that like people were getting very worried about you know kids with weapons and things like that it that's when it was really kind of kicking up it was right around that time too it's
0: crazy one last note and i'll get off on this pioneer clubs is actually in the stairwell where Micah told me that he saved me from my nerd show i've said that a couple of times but that was specifically where it was on a wednesday night in the stairwell and he was like chris you need to be thankful to me and i was like why he was like because i saved you out of your little nerd boy shell and i said Okay, and then I think we just went and played, and that was pretty much it.
1: Man, the ego on that little kid. Who was that? Oh, wait, that was me. Um, anyways, we on that note, we can move on to the next segment.
0: Yeah, let's move on to the next segment, which is the Jelly Donut, and that's our Jail Report. What is that
1: private pile? Sir, Jelly Donut, sir. A Jelly Donut? Now, Micah, what do you have for us today? Oh, you know, we always got some good stuff here for the Jail Report. So... Here's what we got here. This is actually, so we got some from, this is an international audience, so we got some from different countries. So in Germany, there was a guy who was apparently inebriated and he was arrested for attempting to hold up a bank with a, uh, with a uh, potato peeler. How does that happen? So police say uh, this 52-year-old went over and um, had a stocking over his head and (laughs) was waving a potato peeler in the air, and it was one of the flat, straight kind, so it kind of looks like a knife, but, you know, kind of not. And he was uh, waving it in the air and demanding cash. He left with nothing, but the teller told him that they had ran out of money. And so when he did that, he went back. Um, Some five minutes later, he came back, same stocking on his head, this time with a weapon, but at this point, the police were on the scene so they caught him
0: yeah i think you're right man like a potato peeler does kind of look like a knife now that i'm thinking about it so he probably like was just showed a little bit of it and they were like oh crap he has a knife but yeah that's interesting well he it would have been a better story if he would have got away with something
1: um what i'm wondering is at first i think to to get everybody you know to where he wanted them, he was able to make it look like a knife, but. um you know, those potato peelers kind of do look like a knife, but if you show them at a certain angle, people are going to be like, oh, that's a potato peeler, straight up. <laughs> so I, that's what I'm wondering is what happened. I think at some point they probably realized, like, you know, probably somebody turned to somebody else and was like, hey, this guy can't do anything. That's just a potato peeler. But anyways, uh, so the next one, um, there was a – and this is we, – we haven't covered one of these yet. This is actually a kind of a, an interesting story. So there was this person who heard a rumor that Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones were currently cruising the Adriatic Sea in a luxury yacht. So they were. So this person was walking around the streets. Uh, I'm sorry, Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones like stopped in her hometown and was like walking around the streets. So of course she grabs her camera and starts taking pictures of them. She forgot to lock the doors because she was at work when she saw Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas. So she just took off and didn't lock the doors. And apparently it was a, I'm not sure what country this was in, but it was a, a the Bureau to Change. So this was like a government agency. And so in the short time she was away from work, the Bureau was emptied out of several thousands of dollars, uh, equaling approximately 535,000 American.
0: That is bad,
1: man. That's like, oh, sh- so she got arrested for that? So... Um, actually, nobody got arrested, but it's just a crime story, I guess. I guess it doesn't match the jail report, but yeah, it was, um... Oh, actually, sorry. No, they, they did catch the guy. So, apparently, they found the guy, um, by tracing the notes back, because, of course, this is a bureau. I'm guessing that they probably had receipts of all the notes that they had on file. Um, they ended up finding it in somebody's house later on, um that happened to be less than a half a mile away from the bureau. So I'm assuming somebody was just walking around and there was a crime of opportunity. So did she get fired? Uh, it doesn't say, but I'm assuming so. I mean, you leave the... My thing is, how can you be trusted? It's obviously an office. I mean, the bureau did change. That could also be... It sounds like it might be a monetary thing because it says in a variety of currencies. So it sounds like, like a, almost a currency exchange location or something. And so if somebody like that, my thing is if if I'm watching over the money or if I had employees watching over the money and they gonna take off for Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta Jones, like you fired.
0: My deal is Michael Douglas ain't even worth leaving losing your job over, dude. He ain't even worth it. Catherine Zeta Jones, I can see it maybe a little bit, but no way, Jose. Yeah, i made some mistakes in management, but getting to lock the store is not one of them.
1: Alright, so the next one here. Uh, This is in England. So, shout out to our UK listeners. Um, A suspected burglar put in handcuffs after their arrest uh, attacked a female police officer and escaped by driving off in her car. So, the female officer was driving the man to a police station when he forcibly took her car by, and I'm assuming, so here in the United States, we have like plexiglass shields between the, the front and the back seat. Here's my question. I'm assuming um in England, and maybe our UK listeners can tell us a little better, it doesn't sound like that was the case. Because forcibly rem, uh, forcibly took control of the car by taking his handcuffs and grabbing her by the neck and telling her, like, you better give me the control of the car or else... And so she was forced to do that. And so what ended up happening was he climbed into the front seat, that's what it says, and pushed her out of the car by by his feet, looks like. So I guess kicked her out of the car, got in the front seat, drove off. My question is, did the police officer not have a gun? Um, anyways, so the man was arrested in suspicion of burglary because there was a car that was dumped a few miles away. But literally when they found him, they found him in the police car seven kilometers away, which I'm not sure kilometers to miles, but seven kilometers away from the site. uh, He was still wearing handcuffs.
0: Sounds like to me, a couple mistakes were made and maybe it's just the policy or whatever. But number one, there's no plexiglass, which I guess, like you said, I don't know. Those are for two reasons. Number one, to keep the prisoners at bay. Also, two, to keep them from spitting on the police officers. Uh, I actually learned that whenever I was going to Explorers because apparently people would spit on the officers and then they would get like some kind of diseases. Number two, it sounds like his hands were handcuffed in front of him instead of behind him. That that makes sense for him to be able to get over then that's why you handcuff the people behind them. Number three, it also sounds like the inmate was sitting directly behind the police officer, which it sounds like a couple of mistakes have been made, but I don't know if that's policy or not, but I can see where how that went wrong.
1: You know, and I don't know, it says the town here in England, I'm not gonna call this, this place out, but it might not have been a very big area. Uh, I've never heard of it before. Or anything like that. I it might be a suburb or somewhere, but I don't think it's a very big area. So think about it like here in the States if a country cop arrests arrest you. I mean, uh there you know, sometimes their policies at their police stations aren't aren't that great. They gonna arrest you with WD forty and some duct tape, bless God. Stop moving, I'm trying to get the duct tape on here. You know what, actually junior? Bring me the packing tape from the car. We got the dispenser, that'll help. Um <laughs> Anyways, um, so last but not least, we have another story. Sorry, I got to get down to it here. It's a very short one, and this one's very funny. So there was two robbers, and they were in the, here in the United States in Michigan, so shout out Michigan. So they entered a record shop, and they were waving revolvers, and apparently they were trying to steal it, right? The first, um, the first robber, of course, yelled the classic words, nobody move, everybody on the ground. When his partner moved, it startled the bandit that sh- that shouted it, and he shot his compadre.
0: <laughs> that's pretty funny. I mean, so, sorry, it's not funny that somebody got shot, but it's a little bit funny that uh, he got scared. It looks like something out of a movie. That's what it sounds like.
1: It does, but that's, that's funny. Man, what a twitchy guy. I mean, that's got to be a... T- he he must have been really jazzed up to do this robbery, man, because, I mean... <laughs> Uh, Nobody moved and his partner moved and got shot. Had to be. Had to be. Uh, Either that or they were were doped up and just running on adrenaline. I don't know, man. But yeah, that's the jail report. Some weird ones today and some international ones. I think we only had one from the U.S.
0: Here's the thing, man. And this is what I've learned from watching movies and hearing stories. If you're going to commit crime, don't commit it with somebody else. Because number one, they're going to screw it up. Number two they're going to turn on you and get the money for themselves. But you shouldn't just commit crime anyway. But anyways, we're going to segue into
1: the Donut Ola. Buddy, what do you got for us today? So for all you non-sports fans in American football, in particular sports fans, you may, you don't have to listen. You don't have to listen to this at all. But what we we're going to talk about, we're going to, you know, we've been playing games with, um, you know, Multiple choice question is, this one's a little different. We are going to go back. So, Chris, football-wise, NFL-wise, 2005. What do you have to say about 2005? Do you remember much? I'm probably just saying 2005 probably doesn't mean much to you. But um, let me ask you this. I know that. Are you
0: serious? 2005. You know what I think of
1: 2005?
0: I think of Madden 2005 with Donovan McDab on the cover cover of it. I think of Michael Vick, Dante Culpepper, Donovan McNabb. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we
1: get too ahead of ourselves, I knew you were going to like it. I knew you were going to like it. This is where I just wanted to do something right quick. You know, I was looking up the other day and I, you know, this really isn't about Tom Brady and making it about it, but do you know how long that man was in the league? Like, at this point, he had already won a Super Bowl, okay? And this is 2005, right? So, he's already won one maybe two at this point now it's definitely I think it was just one at this point but still he'd been playing for five years and this is 2005 he just retired last year 2023 so or the beginning of this year actually 2023 so let's just talk about the quarterbacks that were in the league 2005 let's do this thing so do you remember who who was playing for Green Bay back then that's probably an easy one, Brett Favre. Yep, you
0: Brett freaking Favre. Yeah,
1: my thing is think think about this, and while we're going through this, just think about how many people like just just think about what teams these people were playing for. And there's going to be some obvious ones, but it's just like, holy cow, this guy just retired last year, and he was playing with all these guys. You know, this was a completely different era. But anyways, um, Cincinnati. Do you remember who was playing for Cincinnati? Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer. Before Andy Dalton. Oh wow. I was close. You were close. And then, um, oh, you'll know this one. What about Carolina? You remember played Carolina? Dude.
2: Oh, uh, is it Jake Del Homie? Is that who it was? Yes, it is. Jake Del Homie.
1: Jake Del Homie. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, and then Seattle. Hey, do you remember who played Seattle it was old Baldwin? Oh, yeah.
2: Matt Hasselbeck.
0: Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah, there you go. See, the way that I remember um, this is I think about, like, the madden game and like on the roster that's what i think about like that's how i try to
1: remember that oh mad see and people say video games don't educate the, the youth listen i learned so much about football i pretty much learned all the football positions from madden like if i didn't play madden i wouldn't have learned until i started playing football i don't think but i knew what an offensive guard was way too early in life anyways um so here's some other ones here this one's going to be a little interesting one, and you might not remember this one. Houston. And this guy, I'll give you a hint on this one. He was there pretty much like when Houston started off. Um, I think it was like...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, is it David Carr? Yeah, David is who Carr. It is? David Carr. Yep. I know my 2005 football, everybody. Yes, you
1: do. Here, I might as well just quiz you then. Atlanta, you already know who Atlanta was.
0: Dirty bird, Mike Vick. Great. Just before his time. <laughs> Sad that Mike Vick couldn't get a win, but... He flipped everybody off. We talked about that in episode one. Go check it out.
1: Um, So a few more here. So this one, this one's a little tough. So do you remember who played for Detroit?
0: Oh, the Detroit Lions. Oh, that's really tough. Honestly, no, I can't think of who played for Detroit.
1: Joey Harrington.
0: Oh, yeah, that's kind of a...
1: It's kind of an off one. But do you remember he was he was like kind of big for a little bit. Um, Let's see. And then here were some other big names. Tennessee. Do you remember who played Tennessee? He's dead now. No, I don't. Steve McNair. He's dead now.
2: Oh, yeah, Steve McNair.
0: No, I'm just kidding. Steve McNair. Yeah,
1: I remember that. And then Denver.
0: Philip Rivers. I was that the Chargers?
1: That was the no, Chargers. No, that was the Chargers. No, oh. That was the Chargers. Jake Plummer. You remember Jake Plummer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him. They called him Jake the Snake. And then um, Drew Brees. Who did Drew Brees play for? And remember, this is before Philip Rivers.
0: Really? He played for uh, the Chargers before New Orleans? I've always thought he's always been with New Orleans, but I forgot he played with the Chargers.
1: Funny enough, so I actually, you know, talking about all this stuff too, um, I had bought an original Xbox and a few years back. It since bit the dust. But um, I had bought Madden 05 because that was a nostalgic game, and so we, I'd been playing it. Well, one of the cool things about Madden back then versus now and i don't see why they can't do it now they used to have like a a radio show that basically any of the moves that you did or any of the whatever like there would be a guy that would come on there and he would talk about it and he'd be like you know the chargers did blah 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 and i think that's stupid and whatever and they would literally up it would be for whatever you did so i remember i took over the cowboys right and at the time, if you remember in 2005, you remember who the quarterback for the Cowboys was in 05?
0: Yes, and I only remember this because I worked for the paper, and the girl that I knew there, her cousin played— she was cousins with Drew
1: Bledsoe, and her last name was Bledsoe, and that's how I remember that. Yep, Drew Bledsoe, and— um, and so it was just, I, you know, I didn't want Drew Bledsoe. So what I would do is, you know, I'd trade for a different quarterback. Well, the quarterback that I traded for was Drew Brees because when he was with San Diego, he wasn't anything. And, boy, I remember doing that, and that radio announcer just ripped me a new one about how Drew Brees was terrible and how it was a terrible move and everything. And I was like, oh, if you only knew, he went to New Orleans and made a Hall of Fame career out of it. Um, so it's it's just funny, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, just a couple other ones just to throw some in here. Do you remember who was actually quarterbacking for New Orleans at the time? You might not remember who it was. I don't. It was, do you remember his name was Aaron Brooks, number two, little short African-American guy. Doesn't ring really? a bell. Okay. Um. <clears throat> last one here. I'll, you're going to remember this one. Who was the Jacksonville quarterback in 05?
0: Jacksonville? Uh, yeah. Dude, i I I'm drawing a blank. I don't know.
1: Byron Leftwich. Oh yeah. I forgot about him. I really do. Believe it or not. He's a, he's a pretty good offensive coordinator now. Um, but yeah, so it was a little informal of a donut hole segment, but there you go. Just talking about, can you believe that that man was in that league for that long? Like, you know, a lot of times you can say 20 some odd years and it doesn't really give you perspective, but you know, I look at a lot of these names, and you're like, man, most most people, if if we would have given them this or said like who these people were, none you know, most of them wouldn't have been recognizable because it's been so long, right? You know, this has been generations of quarterbacks to this point. Here's so. my
0: here's my thing. Uh, Tom Brady has been a beast since as for as long as I can remember. Like as long as I can remember, I never have ever watched the game have been like, oh yeah, Tom Brady sucks. Like legitimate like I everybody hates Tom Brady, but like legitimately sucks. He's just that good. And I will go and say it, I mean, I hate to call somebody the GOAT, but you can't deny the man. The man's the goat. You can't deny that fact. Whether you love him or hate him, you can't deny it.
1: For me what solidified that, yeah, and I can't stand the guy, but for me what solidified that is he did it on New England for so many years. He even got a few Super Bowls there at the end and he had like zero supporting cast. Like he had nobody. It was pretty much him. He had like no receivers. He had no he he had nothing. And then he goes to Tampa and if you can make it work in a in a team year one and if you look at their year before, they were terrible. If they can if you can go onto a team and it changes them instantly, yeah, it's it's him. It's him, and that just, you know, it speaks to who he is. Um, but last little note about this, 2005, the Super Bowl champions. Do you remember who the Super Bowl champions were in 05?
0: I want to say the Patriots.
1: No, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was the year with Jerome Bettis and Bill Cowher and Ben Roethlisberger, Heinz Ward. Those are great. That was a great team. Defense was amazing. You go back and watch that defense, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. But Troy Palamalu. Now he just
0: does, well, he used to do head and shoulders commercials. I don't think he does anything anymore.
1: He did one with Patrick Mahomes, like, not too long ago. Your favorite person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's move to the next segment, please. That's a perfect segment to our, our perfect segue to our next segment, which is, what fries my donuts? And Chris, what fries your donuts (laughs) today besides Patrick Mahomes?
0: Well, speaking of celebrities, here's the thing that I don't like about our society. And yes, I'm going to sound like an old man and talk about, oh, society's going to heck in a handbasket. I don't like how we put certain celebrities on a pedestal and then we judge and roast other celebrities. Let me give you a prime example of this. Super Bowl halftime show. Who's performing? Rihanna. I love Rihanna, right? She's got a lot of great songs. She was pregnant, but apparently before people knew that, people were ripping her to shreds, calling her fat, saying that she gained a lot of weight. Like People were just absolutely ripping the way that she looked. Now... Let's backtrack maybe three weeks. Miley Cyrus has come out with this song about how everybody can buy their own flowers and write their own name in the sand, and apparently Miley's husband has been cheating on her. And everybody's like, oh yeah, stand up, Miley, do the thing. Like, you're doing awesome. Let's all sing your song. Did we not forget 2010 to 2012 where Miley was shaking her butt around and looking like a skank? Do we not forget... Did we not forget about that? And she was acting like girls gone wild and everybody was celebrating it and everybody was judging her. But now they're not judging her because she made this cool song that people relate to. And I think it's absolutely stupid that we cancel some celebrities, but don't cancel others. Give you another example. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart wasn't allowed to host the oscars because of a comment that he made 10 years ago should he have made that comment probably not but we are so quick to dig up stuff on other people i just do you
1: know do you kind of understand what i'm saying oh i definitely do and the biggest it's a it's a popularity contest one if you're well liked like my thing is there's a lot of people out there that don't keep their nose clean i know they don't and i'll call them out right now one john travolta You can't tell me that guy hasn't done some really shady stuff. You can't tell me that. But at the same time, has his name been in the news other than the rumors that he's gay? Like, has he really ever had anything come out to where it's like, oh man, he's uh, super controversial and we need to cancel him? No. But you know that stuff goes on, but he's such a popular figure, it it will never come out. And not just that, you know, then you get into the Scientology aspect of it, and I'm not going to go into that. But, you know, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, Tom Cruise is another example. You can't tell me the guy hasn't done shady stuff. And maybe it's the Scientology. I don't know. But at the same time, you know, there are so many people out there that you're like, oh, man, come on. You can't tell me that this guy's not, you know, doing some weird, stupid stuff on the side. But nothing will ever come out about them and you know it won't and even if it did it won't cost them a job it won't cost them an opportunity. Uh, One example that I think in particular when you talk about this is Charlie Sheen. If anybody else did what Charlie Sheen did like do you remember a few years back he was caught with a bunch of prostitutes and snorting coke and doing all this stuff like he was basically living that two and a half men show like in real life. And the thing was, everybody's like, oh, that's just Charlie Sheen. Oh, that's just Charlie Sheen. But if anybody else did that, anybody else, it would be just, I we can't have that anywhere near our kids or our family.
0: But well, here's the thing, man. I'm going to say it straight up. We want the Jeffrey Epstein list. I want the client list. I want it to be released because I feel like it will put a lot of celebrities canceled that need to be canceled straight up. And people, you know, finally have canceled Ellen. After realizing that she was mean for years, and I was like, I've been saying this for years. But there are a lot of people, I feel like, on that Epstein client list that need to be canceled. And they're still being very prominent. The thing is, people will celebrate and push celebrities that are um, talking and promoting whatever agenda that Hollywood wants to promote. And if you don't promote that agenda, then you get canceled. So... I think it's stupid how we put these people up on a pedestal. They're like legitimately good celebrities and stuff like Chris Pratt. Like Chris Pratt's a genuinely good guy, but nobody's pushing him and people cancel him. And I mean, people are so quick to cancel everything. They were trying to cancel Eminem a couple of years ago, which I think was absolutely stupid. If you don't like somebody's um, music or what they're saying now, there are things like you know, absolute sexism or pedophilia or absolute racism, racism Racism that need to be like, don't listen to that. And we do need to cancel those people. But if you don't like what somebody is saying or what they're preaching or whatever, just don't listen. Just don't
1: watch it. And that's my thing. We don't even have to cancel them. Think about this. We just stop listening. If they have no listeners, they have no sponsors. They have no sponsors, they have no money. If there's no money in it, they will drop it. They cancel themselves.
0: Well, here's the thing, too. People are all wanting to cancel Dave Chappelle for what he's saying, and I'm like, don't listen to his comedy. If you don't
1: like what he's saying, don't listen to it. To be honest, I think we've gotten to the point where nobody can accept other people have opinions. And that's the the hard part about it is... I think we've we've preached tolerance so much, and don't get me wrong, I agree with tolerance, but I think everything in a balance. I think we've preached tolerance so much to where logic and truth is going out the window in, for the sake of tolerance. I think it's like, we need to be tolerant of this, we need to be tolerant of that, but at the same time, we're not allowed to have our own opinions anymore because nobody's going to have the perfect opinion. Everybody's going to think different things.
0: Well, I think people have also gotten very delusional, and they think, Oh, I have the immediate power to cancel someone. What happens whenever um, you go to a bad restaurant? People are like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to leave you a one-star review on Yelp. Okay, like you're the person that shuts down a business with the push of a finger. But I don't know. People are just delusional. And I, y'all need to stop listening to Miley Cyrus. I'm going to say it right now. People are all saying, oh, I can buy my own flowers. Oh, you say you can buy your own flowers, but yet you crying on Valentine's Day. Well, you didn't get fa- Valentine's Day
1: flowers get out of my face okay i'm done (laughs) we can keep going on that for forever but here we can go into our next segment which is the mystery donut which we have improv 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 we're just doing the free improv today so chris we're going to pick a scenario and a voice or an accent so you ready yep so i announced those backwards we're going to do the accent first the old man accent and where are we going to do the old man accent i'll let you pull that one out of the hat
0: okay let's see hmm gotta dig down the on a
1: road trip on a road trip oh man we got that covered okay (laughs) i can start that off all right well we
2: just passed x-92 that mean we need to stop soon? No, 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 no. We ain't supposed to stop. No stops. You done peed an hour ago. I said no stops. Listen, I gotta go. What do you want me to do? Go in the bottle? I've already went three. Well, go in the four. You know what? I'm sick of this. You got the you got the bladder of a antsy boy. That's what you got the bladder of. I was having to pee every two seconds. Got the bladder of a squirrel. I said we're trying to make it to Grand Canyon by tomorrow morning by 8 a.m. It's already 11 o'clock at night. Listen, we're only a
1: 1,000
2: miles away. Listen, it ain't going to be that much. Just keep driving 90. It's going to be all right. I told you, we don't need to take Interstate 20. We need to take Interstate 7, go on the highway, bypass all the traffic. See what we did was, i tell you what we should do. Last gas station I went to, we, uh, I met a trucker. And he gave me some special pills. He said to keep us up all night. So here you go. I don't know. I don't know about all that. Hey, your mama ever told you not to take any wood nickels? ain't supposed to take no wood nickels. And over here taking pills. Nah, nah, nah. His name was Sloppy Joe. You know you can trust somebody named Sloppy Joe. No, no, no. I said don't take any wood nickels. No, no. Well, I already took one, so we're gonna see what happens. See? See? See, Leonard? This is why I don't travel with you. But my wife, Charlie, she told me, take Leonard along. He's suffering from some grief this time of year, because he lost his wife two years ago. Take him along. He's always sad. Here's what things I get. Sad. I'm never sad. Sad ain't the word in my vocabulary. Tell you what, pull over right now, I'll show you sad. I'll whoop your mind. Nope, you were sad. I see you crying. You were crying at that Angela Lansbury watching murder she Wrote. You was, yep, you was crying. You was crying like a little baby. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll never cry. I got tear ducts removed from my eyes when I was 22. By a knife. No, you don't. No, you don't. You know how they have all that water mess up in Kentucky? You can supply the whole state. do all them tears you're crying. Listen here, I don't want no more of your lip. I want you to keep driving. Take this trucker pill. That's all I want. Nope. Nope. The only reason why I let you along is because you said that you paid for everything. That's the only reason why you're here. Don't forget that. All, all you want me to be is sugar daddy. That's all you want. You just want me to be a sugar daddy.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know why you decided to go that route, but, uh, yeah man that was the that was the improv we haven't done the old man voice since uh episode one the pilot episode and you know we talked about the wetzel pretzel on episode one and i didn't think that was a thing until i went to florida and i saw a wetzel pretzel
1: what you didn't know wetzel pretzel was a thing okay so that must not i don't know how i knew that because my fiance didn't know about it either i said something about wetzel pretzel and she's like what is that she's she thought it was a joke name i'm like nah man wetzel pretzel's a thing So, I don't know how I knew about it, but I I don't think it was... But I haven't seen it anywhere else, pretty much.
0: I saw them at Disney World in Florida, so I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, we are going to move into our eclair, which is our positive advice, and I'm going
1: to let you take it away. All right. Well, my positive advice for the week is try to keep that healthy balance. I know we've said it so many times, and I know that's very generic, but um, sometimes when it gets hard, just trying to stay afloat is... The hardest part, right? But at the same time, when you're not doing okay, what's really happening? Uh, At least emotionally, it's kind of swinging back and forth a lot of the time, right? You're in between one area, you're in between another. This is a problem, that's a problem, all this stuff is going on. You know, it's really important to find things that ground you, it's really important to find things that help in those moments. Um, to get you back to where you need to be and to get that balance. And it's really hard to do, but that's where hobbies come in. And I know we've talked about you know, getting good hobbies and things like that, but also sticking to them um, and trying new ones all the time. Just because you have one doesn't mean you can't have two or three or four. One thing that I'm actually looking to do, and I haven't uh, talked to Chris about this yet because this is a really relatively new thing, I'm thinking about taking kickboxing just just for the heck of it, just to see. Um, I think that would be pretty fun and, you know, a healthy way to kind of get through life stuff, but it's just things like that. You know, find things that are going to help you center your balance, and, you know, there'll be some things that work, and there'll be some things that don't, but don't worry about it. It's all the path of life, and just try to find those things that keep that balance for you.
0: Yeah, man. That's really cool. I, everybody kind of needs sometimes that outlet or that physical outlet, so that's awesome, man. Mine is to... uh you know, make, make some time to laugh and don't take things too seriously. Uh, because when you take things too seriously, uh, sometimes it makes life no fun. So it's good to laugh at yourself. Every time you laugh at yourself, you know, you make other people feel comfortable and, you know, things won't be so bad. I laugh at myself all the time. I make jokes about myself all the time. Now there's a difference between making jokes about yourself and then like, and self depreciation. (laughs) Yeah. Self depreciation. Yeah. There's a difference about that. Um, but Definitely, you know, don't take yourself too serious. And I'm telling you, if you're in leadership, if you learn to make jokes about yourself, sometimes it'll help light the room and it'll help get people on your team, uh, feeling a little bit better. But yeah, man, it's been a great show. I think that, uh, things are going great. Where can they go to find us at?
1: TV trash That's TV trash You can come over to our Facebook, got our Instagram as well. Um, <clears throat> Come like and subscribe man. We we've put some more shows up there so go check that out. Everything is there on the homepage for you to just link over to it. So uh and you can watch all this stuff for free man. Full free. You don't need no streaming services. All good. Um so anyways, tvtrashcan.com but um yeah man. I'm I'm super stoked we we just keep on growing. It's awesome.
0: We appreciate all you guys listening to us. I think it's about that time for uh Country Roads Take me home to the place where I belong. West Virginia. Nah, I'm just kidding. Are you ready to take this donut box out to the podcast? Yeah, man, let's do. All right. Well, we are signing off. I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And you've been listening to the Donut
2: Box Podcast.